0: Today I'm speaking with Christine Delugia. She's an acupuncturist, author, and herbalist, and she has a new book out called Diet for Great Sex. So today we're we'll going to be talking about what we should be including in our diet for greater pleasure in our sex life. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships, relationships, and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week, we have a very interesting subject. Um, We are going to be talking about our diet um, and how we eat, but specifically on how we can increase pleasure in our lives. So I want you to uh, please welcome my special guest this week, which is Christine Delogia. How are you, Christine?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking when the su- suggestion came through, I'm like, ooh, we haven't spoken about this before. <laughs> So uh, I I'm, I'm loving this and you're also um a qualified acupuncturist. Um and do you, and from what I hear you do specialize in um you know uh, blood flow and you know sexual pleasure that kind sexual of thing. Sexual
1: health. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yep, I specialize in sexual health. So yeah. And so how did you fall into that? <laughs> Well, honestly, uh, okay. I did literally fall into it. Quite honestly. Um, I, (laughs) I was doing what a lot of acupuncturists do, which is treating a lot of back pain, neck pain, uh, you know, headaches, things like that. Uh, we do, we treat a lot of that. So, uh, one of my patients I was treating for back pain came in one day. This was, you know, years ago, early in my practice, you know, when I was a newbie, you know, right out of acupuncture school. And he asked me if I could help him to have stronger erections. And I said, sure, let's give it a whirl. Um, you know, but but the thing about it is treating somebody for stronger erections, you know, it's a lot different than treating somebody for back pain. You know, some of the needles that we use in the, the places that we put them are quite different. And where I wanted to put a needle with this particular gentleman was in his perineum, which is, you know, between the testicles and the anus. And um, so it was a, a different, yeah, it was definitely a different, um, a different thing for me, out of, a little bit out of my comfort zone, just asking him if I could do that, quite honestly, but, um, but it's, you know, he was fine with it. He had such good results that he was, you know, it, it made a big difference to him to his partner. And then I had a, several patients right after that, right in a row, have great results. And I thought, you know, this is something that's very difficult to treat, period. And it made me want to specialize in it, um, you know, because I just thought the the fact that we're getting such good results um, was, you know, this is a really meaningful uh, way to spend my time. So, yeah, so that's how I got there. And then, you know, I've always been kind of obsessed with food, if you will. I've always been a foodie and had this idea that, The best approach to health is, you know, just to kind of live in accordance with um, the biological design of human beings. And that includes what we put into our mouths. So, but before I was an acupuncturist, I trained to be a research scientist so I wanted to kind of take a scientific look at you know what did what does the science and the evidence have to say on this subject. So that is the subject of my book. Um but it's not a sciency type. I mean it is sciency but it's like a fun kind of thing. I wanted to take all that you know boring medical literature and create something that was you know, fun and easy to read that, that, you know, my, my patients could enjoy.
0: No, I love that. Now we're going to talk about your book in a moment, which is called Diet for Great Sex. Um, But I want to circle back on the, on the acupuncture thing, because um, from my understanding, uh, because I've had acupuncture many times, is that when you're inserting the needles on certain meridian points, it's helping to clear any energetic blocks so that the qi or the energetic flow can flow without any interruption. Is that right? Yeah, we get the
1: qi flowing. Where there's blockage, we have things like pain or other dysfunction. And when qi flows freely and abundantly, we have health and we have you know, no pain. So yes, that's what we're doing. Those meridians correspond with the nervous system and the vascular system. So we have a traditional way of understanding how acupuncture works, excuse me, and we have a biomedical understanding of how acupuncture works. And, you know, the biomedical understanding is we're, we're stimulating nerve pathways. And the reason that's important is because every substance you know produced by our bodies, every hormone, every neurotransmitter is ultimately controlled by the nervous system. So when we stimulate Pathways we affect change in the biochemistry of the body, and that's shown. You know that's proven in research. So things that have been studied in relation to acupuncture are things like dopamine, serotonin, uh, norepinephrine, histamine, cortisol. You know things like that, and even sex hormones. Um, so you know, so so that's kind of how ap- acupuncture operates. You know, we have the energetic understanding, and then we have the um,
0: you know nerve and endocrine kind of understanding. Right. So do we have an understanding of why the blockages happen in the first place?
1: Well, you know, uh, okay. So we, again, we have to look at this from the two lenses. Um, You know, even our emotions can cause blockages. Our Mm -hmm. diets can cause blockages. There are certain things that are taxing to the body. Uh, You know, so if you, um, you know, standing sitting, you know, those things are taxing to the body. They encourage the the formation of these gummy kind of adhesions all throughout your body. You know, when we eat a a poor diet, we we see plaque accumulation. That's a physical blockage of those meridians. Um, You know, our emotions and stress, you know, we, that very much, we know that this causes disease. And so often when somebody has some sort of illness, they They can trace it back to a time in their lives that was really rough emotionally. You know, we know that that different emotions and at least the Chinese medical understanding of of it is that different emotion emotions are associated with different organ systems. So anger damages the liver. Or when you have liver problems, you have anger. You know, anger is associated, it's the, the emotion associated with liver pathology, if you will. Um, fear is associated with the kidneys. So in the case of things like sexual abuse and that sort of thing, it's something that damages the kidneys. Um, you know, grief is associated with the lungs and joy is associated with the heart, which and even that in excess can be damaging. So An excessive of joy. I didn't think that was possible. (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking of it more of like a mania, you know? (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Is there such a thing as being too happy? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think so either, but. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen closely. I know I've talked a lot about body image on this show and my own struggles with self-image in particular. And because I know there are so many of you who've reached out to me about how I overcome those struggles, I want to share with you a very powerful tool that I know you're going to love. It's a 30-second quiz that reveals the number one thing that subconsciously is blocking you from the weight loss that you want. I can't really stress enough the value in making this the first step to breaking free from those negative beliefs about food or your body. Because regardless of your body type, your eating habits and exercise rituals, Having these negative subconscious beliefs will always sabotage your weight loss goals, no matter how hard you try. Trust me, I've been there myself. So if you're interested, then go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash health quiz to take the free quiz. And I can't wait to hear what you uncover. All right. So it sounds like, um, you know, a two pronged approach is you know, a a really great way for us to to get our sexual health back because, you know, we get to this age, um, males and females, um, and our bodies are going through changes and we've got hormonal differences and so forth. So it can affect our desire for sex and you know, our pleasure, of course. Uh, So when we're looking, so if we're doing something like acupuncture, that sounds awesome. But then if we combine it with something like our diet, it sounds like we've got, you know, the perfect solution to be able to really help us to get back into our, into our groove again.
1: Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's the thing is when we think about, you know, what does great sex look like? We usually think of it as a psychological phenomenon, you know, the right person, the right mood, all those things. But physiologically, great sex is when our nerves are firing strong, rapid signals of pleasure to and from our genitals. It's when our hormones are balanced and it's when our blood vessels are delivering abundant blood flow, blood flow. And that's not just important for erections. You know, that's important for female pleasure. It's important for clitoral sensitivity. It's important for orgasm. It's important for lubrication, for all those things. And our diet very much affects all of these factors, you know, both even in the short term. So, One example that I like to use is leafy greens because they're just one of the absolute best foods that you can eat for better sex. So leafy greens are loaded with antioxidants and in research, you know, the the slower your nerve conduction, the less pleasure you have, the more difficulty it is. You know, you have achieving orgasm, the less, uh, you know, the less, it just doesn't feel as good. And, you know, all those things are affected, but antioxidants were shown in research to strengthen and speed nerve conduction and to even overcome those sluggish nerves. So they did some studies, for example, with type two diabetics, which is, you know, type two diabetes is notorious for its sexual side effects. And, you know, for, for females, you know, making for difficult orgasm, lubrication, that sort of thing. And for males, you know, weakening erectile strength. So with antioxidant supplementation, though, um, those nerves fired stronger, and people had better sex, more satisfying, and all of those dimensions improved. So leafy greens are uh, a a real big force uh, when it comes to antioxidants. And it's one of the best things that you can have for your vascular system as well. So all of those micronutrients, they kind of luxuriate the blood vessels. They improve the elasticity of those blood vessels. They encourage um, the removal of uh, calcifications from those blood vessels, which stiffen them. And um, so, and then also, you know, leafy greens, even a a kind of uh, benefit our sex hormones. So most of us operate on high cortisol levels because we have stress in our lives. We have a lot of demands on our time and leafy greens were shown in research to reduce cortisol levels. And, you know, what happens is you get an indirect bump in testosterone, which again, is not just important for guys. Um, cortisol sabotages testosterone when our cortisol is high testosterone goes down and that reduces libido and other you know aspects of sexual health so leafy greens have this great they're they're this great package all around for all of these aspects of
0: sex i love that and so leafy greens please don't tell me you're talking about kale
1: Uh, Well, you don't have to eat kale.
0: You could (laughs) get, you know, if you like
1: some spinach, there's all sorts of great leafy greens. Yes, I mean, you know, we've got even cilantro, parsley, um, green leaf lettuces, romaine lettuce, um, you know, spinach and all those things. And then if you... Don't you can always put them in a smoothie too. If you're not a big salad person, just throw a couple handfuls of the baby spinach in your morning smoothie, and it really you don't even notice the flavor difference too much, and it adds a whole lot um, of of all that, you know, those sexual benefits.
0: Yeah, no, to me, eating kale is like eating thistles. Like, no have thanks. you ever
1: <laughs> tried it with? Um, have you ever tried kale chips like baking it with a little olive oil and I salt? I have.
0: I can do that to a certain extent. Okay, all yeah. right. Well, hey, you're open yeah, you're, yeah. you're open to try, <laughs> you know, trying it out. <laughs> but arugula, I'm all over that. I'm all over arugula. Oh, there you that's go. that's my that's my leafy green. That's my favorite. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. All right. So we've got some leafy greens, which is great. So, um, so what are some of the other things that we could be adding to our diet that's going to really help with our, you know, sexual pleasure?
1: Oh, there's all sorts of things. Um, One of the things that's really sorely neglected in our diets uh, in relation to sex is potassium. So humans used to get about 10 times as much potassium as sodium in our diets. And now we take in about the opposite. It's about 10 times as much sodium as potassium. And this ratio, this balance is very important for um, for sexual health, it's actually very important for mental health as well. I mean, there's a huge relationship between our potassium intake and things like anxiety, depression. Uh, you know, so those getting the least amount of potassium in their diet have, um, you know, more more anxiety, more depression, things like that. And, and potassium has been shown in research to help treat depression and things like that, which is important for sex too. But for our blood vessels, you know, when we take in all this salt our kidneys have to flush potassium in order to deal with all the salt that we're taking in from all these processed foods. And then top that off with the fact that most of us aren't even getting enough of it. One, there were two studies I read and, both of them showed that over ninety percent of Americans are not getting enough potassium in our diets. So it's a huge it's a huge deal. What this does is it wreaks havoc on our blood vessels. So it, it again, like we were talking about earlier, encourages calcification of those blood vessels. It stiffens them, and just um, you know is bad for arterial health. And that's not what we want for for great erections. Um, potassium also even had some benefit in the short term. So two hours. After a high potassium meal, um, our arteries were actually measurably more elastic, which means that they're able to bring a little bit more blood flow, which right. is which is pretty pretty nice. So potassium is a big one. So other than At, you,
0: bananas, how do where do we get pet potassium from?
1: The thing about it is, actually, you'd be surprised. There's not a long list of foods that have a significant amount like i'm talking about more than like 10% for a serving the ones that have maybe double that are you know, baked yam but you have to have it with the skin on it because about 40% of the minerals like you know potassium and magnesium are in the skin right. same thing with a baked potato squash um, mango an orange well some some of the resources i i read said that oranges only had about 10% others said that there it was about 20% so That's debatable, but uh, leafy greens are another one that have a good amount of potassium in it. So if you have something like a big leafy green salad for lunch and you have a baked yam with it, along with, you know, maybe some cruciferous vegetables and whatever else you like, you're going to get about half of what you need for the day, just in that one meal. So it's a good, you know, a good small step to, you know, a small change with big benefits to
0: make uh, in our diets. Right. So we've talked a lot about veggies, which is great. Um, so are there any kind of fruits or other food groups that we should also be looking at including?
1: Yeah, you know, one of them is uh, omega-3s, omega-3 fatty acids. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so again, important for mental health Important for vascular health and also important for the dopamine pathways. You know, remember, orgasm is a huge release of dopamine. So um, anything that disrupts that dopamine, those dopamine pathways, is, uh, you know, something that we want to deal with. It's going to hamper sex, you know. So not getting enough omega 3s because our brain is largely fat. And of that fat, about 20% of it is omega-3s and our bodies can't produce it. We need to take it in from the food that we eat. And when we don't have enough of that omega-3, again, we have trouble with that. those chemical communicators of pleasure.
0: Right. So in the book, Diet for Great Sex, Um, I'm assuming you've like, when you were talking, you've got a little bit of the science and understanding that, do you have recipes? Like how, What is the, what's in, in the book that we, that we need to look at?
1: Uh, well I have, yeah, I've got lots of recipes in there and there's also a plan. And actually there's a whole chapter. It's a bonus chapter that I really felt compelled to add. And that's, um, tips for pleasing your partner. It's a whole chapter on um, a whole section on male oral sex and on female oral sex, it's a tutorial. Um, I just, for, you know, I, I just felt like that needed to be in there. Do you know, <laughs> even though <laughs> that's not? the only part. <laughs> right. I mean, if we're talking about things you put in your mouth here, you know, right, like right. that's the theme in the book, the whole, the book. <laughs> cause I was going to say, well, how does that really relate to diet? Well, that's the only way I can relate it is that <laughs> is through that. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, lots of recipes. My, one of my favorites is uh, a date night sex menu. So, what the date night sex menu does is it takes all of the foods that were found to have short term benefits to sex, and kind of creates a menu out of that. So, some. So we talked about potassium. Another one is um, you know naturally occurring nitrates, which a lot of times. Athletes use them before a, you know, before a competition like beet juice or um, greens, you know, that sort of thing, because they dilate blood vessels and that's what we want. They also, um, you know, uh, have uh, polyphenols are also another one that improved arterial function in the short term. Um, And then we want to avoid those things that stiffen blood vessels. So a really salty meal is going to have a stiffening effect even in that 30 minutes
0: Post eating stiffening effect, but not in a good way.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes, um, and then uh, a really greasy meal has uh, a couple effects. One of them is that it lowers testosterone. So testosterone dips after a really you know greasy meal, um, and it also uh, arteries are measurably stiffer after a greasy meal, but omega-3 fatty meal actually had the opposite effect on arteries in the short term. So uh, yeah, so our date night sex menu kind of combines um, all of these different little tidbits. And, you know, it's, it's a subtle effect for sure. It's not like Viagra, but it is significant. You know, so for example, one study, what it did is it gave participants one serving of spinach and then measured their salivary nitric oxide so nitric oxide is what dilates blood vessels they measure their nitric oxide two hours after eating one serving of spinach and it was eight times that of baseline wow after one serving so that's pretty
0: significant you know and and Um, how big is a serving how big was that serving
1: i don't recall but i would imagine it's probably about two cups Mm
0: -hmm. right so a salad right exactly yep a
1: salad yeah
0: Cool, and uh, so we've we've heard of what we should be including. Um, is there any truth to things like aphrodisiac type of foods, and then we have here about oysters and and so forth? Do they have any kind of positive effect?
1: So I, I have a whole chapter on aphrodisiacs, and I wanted to include only those that had some kind of scientific research to, you know, show their efficacy. Most of those. We're only talking about a few studies. This has not been widely studied. So the aphrodisiac chapter is... um, is, you know, like the rest of the book has a whole lot of research to back it up. The aphrodisiac, it's like, okay, let's, let's include it. You know, it's relatively safe. If you're talking about a culinary aphrodisiac, like cloves or nutmeg or saffron, you know, something like that, it's, it's safe. And yeah, there's a few studies showing that it works. So why not have fun with it and, you know, play around with it. You know, cloves in one study were shown to improve sexual satisfaction and libido within uh, an hour, I believe, of eating it. And the way that that worked was by giving you a, a slight bump in testosterone. Right. So a lot of the, the culinary aphrodisiacs, just um, what the, the studies that are out there either showed that they had a strong antioxidant effect or they bumped up testosterone. Right. Cool. One of the more widely studied aphrodisi- culinary aphrodisiacs is saffron. So compared to the other ones, saffron, I saw
0: you know, maybe a dozen studies on saffron, you know, showing positive effects. Wow. That's uh, that's an interesting one. I hadn't even thought of that. So a good Indian meal by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A nice saffron <laughs> rice. Yeah. yeah. With some leafy greens. Yeah. You know, sounds awesome. Yep. And so uh so we've talked about a few of the foods that we should be avoiding, but um and but I think well correct me if i'm wrong that in the book it's not just what to eat on date night but it's what to incorporate into your eating plan ongoing that's going to help with health
1: yes yeah so basically the the whole uh, diet is about ongoing you know dietary habits for good sexual health meaning those that will Um, Keep the flow going that'll keep nerve conduction strong or strengthen it if it needs to be strengthened and um, balance hormones, that sort of thing. Um, Yes, it is an ongoing strategy. There's just that one very small section that talks about um, the date night menu, but everything else, you know, the longer you eat well and care for your body, the better you're going to, you know, the better sex is going to be.
0: So we're talking about your long-term goals. Like, you know, it's not just a one and done, have a right, bit of spinach before right. you, you know, you're gonna, that yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's, you know, that's more just for fun. It's not yeah. going to give you the long-term kind of benefits that that you're looking for, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. So Christine's book is called Diet for Great Sex. Um, and we can get that on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and so forth. Christine also has an Instagram uh, site, which is instagram.com forward slash diet for great sex. I like that. And on Facebook, you can find her at facebook.com forward slash Christine, Christine Delogia author. Love it. <laughs> yep, great. So um, thank you so much for your time today, Christine. I knew this was going to be an awesome subject for us to talk about. Um, and it's not just sexual health and sexual pleasure, but it's really looking after ourselves because, you know, what you've been identifying is really a, a lot of um, uh, inadequacies in the diet, in our, and I, we are talking about the American diet, but I'm sure that's you know, pretty much worldwide, that, uh, you know, we have these deficiencies. And and sometimes we don't realize it's something simple like this that can make such a big difference when it comes to our health and our our pleasure. So I want to thank you so much for your time today. It's been awesome chatting with you. (laughs) That's been fun. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember, it's not over, just different.